You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I am so excited. I am not alone this week. I am joined by another phenomenal woman, and I can't wait for you guys to get to know her, to connect with her, to listen to her story. Today, I am joined by none other than Brianna Christel. Brianna is a Christian content creator with a passion for personal finance and teaching women how to manage their coins. Having graduated undergrad with a little over $54,000 in debt in 2015, Brianna has been aggressively tackling her debt, having paid down $48,108 with a current balance of only $5,892 left, which she is working to have paid off by the end of 2020. Brianna finds joy in helping other women achieve their financial goals by teaching them her strategy to pay down debt quickly, how to painlessly budget and aggressively save for the things they want in life. She has also created a personal finance course teaching women all these things that will be launching October 2020. Brianna is also the host of a Christian self-help podcast called The Shine Bright Podcast, where she talks about everything from finances to singleness, how rough adulting is and everything in between which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Brianna's personal passion in life is to encourage women to shine their lights brightly for Christ by unapologetically being exactly who he has called them to be. Brianna has a bachelor's degree in mass communications, and during the daytime, she is a pharmaceutical sales representative, For fun, she enjoys getting lost in new books, listening to self-help podcasts, and spending time with her loved ones. Let's welcome Brianna to the podcast. Brianna, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I can't believe I'm a guest. I've listened to this podcast for quite some time, so I'm so excited to be on the other side of it. (laughs) (laughs) Great, Brianna. I'm so excited, especially because you listen to the podcast. That means you are a part of our community. So you know what we like to talk about here yes, and how girl. we act. And I love it. So you're going to fit right in because you're, you, well, you're basically in already. So that's <laughs> what matters. But before we get into the nitty gritty of this interview, I want to start with this question. Tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. So I love that question. I think it's so funny. I'm usually the person that asks other people this question and catch them off guard. So now I'm in the hot seat and you're catching me off guard. So I'll give you two. So growing up, I actually used to be a competitive baton twirler. (laughs) 
which is so random, but it is something that I used to do and I used to compete and I used to go to competitions and won medals. And then I also used to do pageants as well. Wow. Okay. So I love that one because I'm a pageant girl. So, oh, I love actually, no, I knew that. I already knew that. (laughs) (laughs) In 2011, for those who are listening and may not know, I became Miss Teen Bermuda Islands. And I can't believe I'm saying 2011, and I can't believe that was almost a decade ago. I feel old. But (laughs) um, (laughs) so I I understand the, the dedication to being in pageants and actually working behind the scenes to get yourself together. But also you said you were a professional baton. Competitive, not professional. I wish I was professional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Competitive baton twirler. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So here in the islands of Bermuda, we have what we call majorettes, which are baton twirlers. Mm, And during our, um, Anytime we have like Bermuda Day, we'll have a parade or the Christmas parade. The majorettes would always be out. And I remember thinking that I always wanted to become a majorette. And I got the baton and apparently it just, the way my hand-eye coordination was set up, it wasn't for me. But I remember always (laughs) wanting to be a baton twirler. So that's really interesting and that's really cool. Yeah, I wish I would have stuck with it. But yes, it was one of the it's one of my claim to fames. And it's always my go to fun fact, because people are always like, what a black girl that twirls batons. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) y'all. Yes. Well, you know what, if you came to Bermuda on on a parade day, you would fit right in. There will be troops and troops and troops of majorettes. So you can just join join in on the on the line. (laughs) I love that. Okay, Brianna. So let's let's talk, girl. So you guys, Brianna is on a journey right now, and I want to get into really her whole faith journey and, and and purpose and how she have has made it through. But I'm so intrigued with her story. Brianna is working her way through paying her debt down, and I was intrigued by that because I think so many times we come out of school. We come out of university and we have this great debt and it seems like something that's just hanging over our head. And when we don't have the right tools and we don't have the right discipline, as I was saying to Brianna before the show, that just paying off $54,000 seems like, oh my God, when will this ever happen? When will this money go go away or when will I pay it down? And I know that is a is a problem that a lot of us face and have to deal with and feel like it's a hamper over our head. But Brianna has found a way to do this and I'll let her tell you herself. But before we even get into that part of your story, Brianna, just give us a little bit of your background. Let us know who you are and a bit about your journey. Yeah. Okay. So I am a Christian content creator. I talk about things from personal finance. Um, Clearly, we're going to talk about my debt journey today and kind of how I've been on this journey of figuring out how to get out of debt. Um, I talk about, I also host a podcast called the Shine Bright Podcast, and I talk about everything from uh, singleness, finances, adulting, um, going to therapy, just learning how to become a holistic um, adult and unpacking some of you know our life things that happen when we're kids and when we grow up and how to set boundaries, all of that stuff. Um, and so that podcast is called the Shine Bright Podcast. You can kind of find that where major podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera. But really my 
passion in life is just to encourage women to shine their lights brightly for Christ. Um, I think as women, it's easy to, um, sometimes you can get caught up in wanting to compete or dimming your light because you're intimidated by it or other people are intimidated by it. And I'm just all about encouraging women to shine their lights brightly. Um, And so, yeah, that's my background, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. And encouraging women to shine brightly for Christ is so important. Like you said, too many times we dim our light. Mm -hmm. And also I find too many times a lot of light stands together in one group, not knowing that we should be going out into the darkness so that we can shine. When light stands together, it doesn't shine. If you turn, what's the analogy my mom used? My mom used, if for example, our light was flashlights and we go to another Christian and we shine our flashlights at each other, what we end up doing is blinding each other instead of being a light to somebody who needs it, who needs who needs um, illumination along their path. So that's so important. How did you get to a point where you wanted to help other people, other women more specifically, shine their light? What, what were the things that you were seeing where you thought to yourself, you know what, I can help, I can make a change in this area? Yeah, so actually, uh, that's a great question. And I'll actually go back to pageantry. So my first pageant was when I was an undergrad. It was, um, I went to Lincoln University in Pennsylvania and it was one of our fraternities pageants, but it was like the biggest pageant on campus. And so I remember freshman year, I did this pageant or I went to the pageant because you couldn't do the pageant as a freshman. And I remember being so blown away by the woman that did this pageant. And I instantly thought like, I could never do something like that. Like I admired these women, but I just doubted myself. And I was like, you know what? I can't even do something like that. I'm not even going to try and put myself out there. So fast forward to sophomore year when I was eligible to do the pageant and my friends actually signed me up for the pageant. Unbeknownst to me, they went to the interest meeting, put my name down. And all of a sudden I'm getting an email like you've been selected for interviews. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And I was so scared, so nervous. And I go to the interview and I'm literally like shaking in my boots. And I answered the questions, you know, as best as I could. And then afterwards, one of the pageant coordinators came and they were like, we were just so blown away by your performance. And I like struggled with the self-doubt. I'm like, okay, they're just saying that to be nice. I do the pageant. And of course, at least in this pageant setting, you could practice in front of the other girls. So I would hear the other girls' introductions. I would see their talents. And I think it was a pageant of maybe like 15, 12 or 15 other girls. And so the whole time I'm just doubting myself. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. I went on a fast maybe the week um, or two days before the pageant. And I just felt like so much peace and God just encouraging me to like go out and shine your light brightly. And my quote for the pageant was actually the quote, um, basically saying like, when we shine our own lights, we unconsciously give other people permission to shine theirs. And when I tell you that I just felt God's peace during that whole pageant and I came in second runner up. And when I tell you, I was so blown away that because I just, I didn't think that I could do it. And so to see how God kind of worked through that and allowed, just shined his light brightly through me. And afterwards I did a spoken word piece as my talent. And afterwards, so many girls were coming up to me like, oh my goodness, you were so impressive. I, I don't think I can do something like that. And it was like, almost like me looking back at freshman year, Brianna and these women saying like, I can't do something like that. I can't put myself out there. And I'm like, guys, that was literally me. I was so afraid to get up here. I was so afraid to shine my light. And honestly, you would have thought I won that pageant because I was just so blown away by God. And I realized that 
like I said in my intro quote, it's like when we shine our own light, when we step out. So those women that did the pageant there, my freshman year that shine their lights brightly. And then I did the pageant and then the girls after me that did the pageant, like we are little candlesticks that we're are continuing to pass that light along. And so I just became so passionate about encouraging women to do the thing that God put us on this earth to do whatever that is. We are all uniquely designed um, he he hasn't created any of us the same. We all have unique gifts and, and skill sets. And really, we're doing this world a disservice if we're not using them to shine our lights brightly in this world. Yes, yes. We are doing this world a disservice if we aren't shining bright. I loved what you said. And I was over here just smiling away because <laughs> you mentioned the quote that you used during your pageant, which is exactly the same quote I used. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, God, I see you. I see what you're doing over here. (laughs) But um, it is so true, the importance of us shining our light. And like you said, you having the experience of not feeling like you can do it, thinking that'll never be me, and then doing it and being successful in it. And then you having to see what you called, you know, freshman Brianna come behind you and say, I could never do that. And speaking from personal experience, you were able to say to those girls, you know what, that was literally me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes all the difference. When we go through uh, our journey and we see our own growth, when other people come along, we can tell them that, you know, hey, it wasn't always like this. This Mm -hmm. was a growing journey for me. And guess what? You can do it too. So I'm sure you impacted quite a lot of women with just telling your story, even in the pageant with the spoken word that you pre- um, you perform. So that is really, really exciting and sounds like quite the catalyst for you to want to uh, motivate others along their journey as well. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And I always go back to that moment um, and just of all that self-doubt of believing, you know, just doubting my worth and doubting the the gifts that God had given me, and then to see the other side of that pageant and and come in first runner or second runner up, I was just, I was blown away, girl. So yes, exactly. Would you say that that helped boost your confidence in your God-given gifts? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, like I used to always be somebody that um, like would say I was afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's actually why I you know, pageantry was like, okay, well, this is like putting you on display to speak publicly. I was like, oh, I'm not quick on my feet. And obviously, like when they ask you the question and answer at the end, and you have to answer this random question. um, I would absolutely say that winning or play, see, honestly, in my head, I won the pageant because that's how excited I was. But girl, you won that pageant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was my first pageant. The second one I actually did win. But for me, it was like, that was it was just, yes, everything that you said, like, it was like, wow, like God has placed these gifts in you. And so you are doing yourself a disservice. If you try to hide it under a light, you try to hide it or or you try to dim it or try to be like, oh no, but I'm afraid. And because freshman year, I wanted to do that pageant, but I doubted myself. I didn't think that I could. And so yes, doing that pageant just built up that confidence in me and that God-given confidence to be like, girl, God's given you gifts. So why why squander them or why act like they don't exist or hide them under a bed as it says, you know, in the Bible, you know, don't put a light under the bed, you shine it brightly. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I, that's such an amazing story. And of course you went on to graduate with your 
bachelor's in mass communication. And I'm sure that was a very happy day for you graduating from university. Yes, it was. It was. It, it was. It absolutely was. It was bittersweet, of course, because you're leaving undergrad. You're leaving all of your friends. You're leaving this community. I mean, I, Lincoln University is an HBCU, so historically black college and university. So you're leaving this small little world that you've lived in, this little black community, um, and you're going out into this world. Um, and then not only you're going out into this world, but going out, I was going out into the world with $54,000 in debt. So mm-hmm. it was like, you're excited, but you feel this huge shackle on you. That's like, wow, how am I going to even attack this? How am I yeah. going to start? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I know that feeling of graduating from university and it's like a fresh start, but there's still something weighing you back because there is money that needs to be paid. And it's like, even before you start earning any money, you're owing somebody. And it can be quite an overwhelming process. But I want you to tell us what you decided to do and how you managed to start paying off your debt and at a rate that, to me, is absolutely amazing. (laughs) Well, thanks, girl. Um, So I quickly realized that I did not like owing somebody money. I did not like this cloud hanging over my head of debt. And so um, thanks to some conversations that I had with mentors in my life, basically encouraging me like, Brianna, you want to get out of debt as quickly as possible. I know that, you know, I personally have federal student loans, so they're with Nelnet. So it's like when you look at Nelnet, it says that if you pay this amount, you'll be out of debt in 10 years. Like you don't want to drag that out because they did the math with me and showed me how much more you'd be paying in interest. So even though I graduated with 54, by the time those 10 years are up, I would have been paying thousands of thousands of more dollars in interest. So they really sat with me and said, Brianna, I know, you know, you're making money now and you want to go on the trips and you want to, you want to go to Bermuda. You want to go get the Louis Vuitton bag. You want to do all of this stuff. But if you can be diligent now and delay that gratification, you'll set yourself up in the long run to build generational wealth and to just really have the freedom to do whatever you want without this huge um, cloud and shackle of debt hanging over you. And so I became very diligent in that right out of the gate. I think when you graduate um, undergrad, they give you like a six-month grace period. Um, so I I think I started, I graduated in May and started paying in like, I think, November, December. And I think originally my payments were like 500 or something a month. And I always paid more than the minimum. So I would pay 600, 650. Um, the career that I'm in. So I'm a pharmaceutical sales representative and we get bonuses. And so I was very diligent, even though I didn't want to be, about putting my bonuses towards my debt. And so I'm proud to say to date, I've paid $48,108 towards my debt. So I have a little over $5,000 left, which I will, God willing, have paid off by the end of 2020. Because I said, 2020 has taken so much from us. So 2020 got to take this debt as well. (laughs) So I'm not walking into this new year with no debt, sis. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. It can, 2020 can definitely take the debt away. And (laughs) you said something absolutely phenomenal. You said you were speaking to your mentors and they said, told you that you have to find a way to delay gratification to build generational wealth. Woo, that is deep, especially in the 
society and the times that we're living in right now. Everybody wants it, wants whatever they want, and they want it now. Delayed gratification seems to be a thing of the past. I think they like to call us the microwave generation. We want everything instantly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even listening to you talk, I remember I've moved into my uh, new office at work and I wanted a coffee machine for my office. And I was very excited about just going down to the store and getting it. And my fiance was just like, no, why don't you shop around? Why don't you ask the prices? The prices came back. I didn't like it. I was like, I can still today go down and buy it. And he's like, no, we still have to order some things for the house. So why don't you just put it in with the order? And in my mind, I'm just like, but I want it now. So Mm -hmm. why can't I have it now? But there's something to be said with delaying our gratification so that we we play really the long game like what's important in the long run is that cup of coffee going to make my life 10 times better right. in the long run no it's not it, it really isn't it's not like I don't have a, a coffee machine in the office right now that works it's just that I want something new and shiny so that 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 phrase right there really hit with me. But what advice would you have to give to anyone who is struggling with delaying their gratification, especially when it comes to saving and paying off their debts? Listen, you are going to have to make sacrifices. And exactly like you said, you're playing the long game. And so you have to think about what's most important to you. Is it having this cup of coffee right now? Or is it being able to save up in, you know, putting stock in, in Starbucks or whatever, like taking that, whatever, however much you would have paid on that. You got to think about what your end game is. And I think a lot of times, especially as young people, you're out of school, you just got money and you're like, I want to treat myself. Like I get it but I'm delaying treating myself now to be able to treat myself exponentially in the next five to 10, however many years. So some advice that I would give is just know that, first of all, lean in. I know some people don't even want to look at their debt. They don't even want to know how much they owe. They'd rather just pretend like it doesn't exist. But honestly, like that is just a recipe for disaster and more debt. So sit down, take a deep breath, total up all of your debt, and know that it's going to take some sacrifices to have to pay that off. And so what I did is I sat down and said, okay, $54,000 in debt. I know that I want to have this paid off in the next five years. And so I sat down and did the math. You just divide the 54000 by five years and you say, okay, and then divide that by 12 and say, okay, how much am I going to have to pay every single month? And you get diligent about that. So you say, all right, this is how much I'm making. So I need to cut expenses here or maybe I don't need cable or I even got a second job. So in 2019, I realized that I wasn't paying stuff off as quickly as I wanted to. Like, I'm like, no, we need to accelerate this because, of course, interest starts accruing. So it's like, I feel like I'm just watching this grow and grow. And I had just moved for work to um, a place that I had no friends and family. So I really wasn't doing much after work. And I'm like, why don't I just get a part-time job? And so I did. I got a part-time job at a store uh, out here called Loft, which is a clothing store. And I actually really enjoyed it. I was able to take all of my money that I was making from my nine to five and put it towards debt and bills. And my loft money was my fun money. So it wasn't much, but it was like maybe like, I don't know, maybe like $100 a week or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, I can take myself out to eat or get my hair done and things like that. So number one, know how much debt you owe. Number two, know that it's going to take some sacrifices. And number three, 
create a plan and don't be afraid to do that. And and talking about personal finances and talking about debt is something that I'm like super passionate about. And I love really just helping women, especially women of color, achieve their financial goals. I mean, teaching them strategies, how to pay their debt down quickly. I think accountability is a huge piece of it. And so I actually am, I, I'm creating or have created um, a personal finance course where I'm basically going to be teaching women how to save, how to pay down debt, how to budget and all of this stuff. And it's actually launching this month. So I go, I go into like so many tips with that, but basically you have to know that you're going to have to make some sacrifices, but what is the end game? What is most important to you? And for me, it's not owing anybody any money. If I want to pack them and be like, you know what? I want to move to China. I can do that and not have to think about, oh, but I got to pay Sally Mae back. Ain't no Sally Mae after the end of this year for me. Yes, 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 yes. Thinking about the end game is what is going to get make the difference in our lives, ladies. Um, it's so important for us to think about the long run. We think that we're young and we have all this time, but when we really set ourselves up for success during this age, during this time, it makes all the difference. And just hearing your story as you continue to talk um, just reflects for me because I remember when I started working and all of the money that I think the first year was just a year of spending. Yeah. And then the next year was a year of investing in myself and growing my business. Mm-hmm. And now this year, well, the second half, most of this year has been about saving. But if somebody would have told me some of the things you have said when I just started working, it would have changed my perspective completely. Yeah, absolutely. It would have changed my perspective on what it is that I'm doing here. And I want those of you who are listening to Brianna, who are listening to the podcast to really know that the long game is what counts. Not every new and not every fashion over sale you need to go and shop at. You don't need to be out there on Black Fridays because just because something is on sale doesn't mean that you're saving money. You're still spending money at the end of the day. Money you probably wouldn't have spent, right? If you didn't see a flashy sign that said it was for sale. Not everything we want is something that we need. And I think that's what makes it, it, it makes a difference. If you even break up your accounts and have like a discretionary spending account that you saved up for, so that account Mm -hmm. might have your little bit of savings at $50 every month. And you may reflect on that in three months time and say, okay, I can probably go to shop, go shopping with that bit of money. But if you do that and set more likely set the money for fun spending aside, rather than spending all the money for fun and then setting the savings aside, it'll make a difference. Am I right, Brianna? Am I, am I going on the right lines? You are absolutely right. I'm over here nodding my head and shaking my head like, yes, yes, yes. No, that's absolutely right. And I don't want anybody that's listening to think like, so you so you lived these five years and you had no fun and you didn't get to do anything. You just worked to pay off debt. No, 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 no. Let me not even paint that picture at all. I had fun. I have traveled. I've been out of the country. I've been, I was at Disneyland last year before everything that got shut down. But the key is, is that you have to save for those things. I didn't put those things on credit cards. I saved mm-hmm. up for those things. I knew, okay, I want to go to South Africa. So how much is this going to cost? I paid for that. I put money aside each month. And I have a, a system when it comes to spending, I plan in advance how I'm going to spend. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, what we do is we just swipe, swipe, a, swipe a credit card, right? Like, oh, I want to go somewhere or I want I want these shoes. Like you said, Fashion Nova's having a sale. Let me put it on the credit card. I'll pay for it later. 
you're spending your money in advance that you don't even have yet. So mm. what I, and I used to do that too. Like I'm not out here trying to point fingers. Like I was guilty of that too. And I had to realize like, wait, no, I'm spending money I don't have. Instead of doing that, let me keep a list. And so what I do, I get paid twice a month. I keep a list of running things that I want. Like right now I want a new pair of Uggs. Sure, could I go out and just swipe my card and be like, oh, I got a new pair of Uggs. I could, but I want to save for that. And so I'm like, okay, Uggs cost what, $150? I'm going to put this amount away each paycheck until I can get my Uggs. And some people might be rolling their eyes like, oh, that feels like so much work. But guess what? I think what 2020 has shown us with the global pandemic and all of the stuff shutting down and all of this uncertainty with people's finances and losing jobs is that if you're spending money in advance, say God forbid something happens and that job is not there tomorrow, the the company goes under or whatever, but you've already spent that paycheck. And if that paycheck doesn't come, then what? Now you have that debt hanging over your head that you can't pay for. So I think it's all about Yes, people have this treat yourself mentality. You can absolutely treat yourself. Just plan to treat yourself. Don't put it on a credit card and don't spend before you have the thing. Yes, plan to treat yourself. And I think one of the um, one of the the things that were said to me that was really impactful for me was if I was to lose my job for God forbid for any reason today, would I have money to take care of myself? And at the time that that came up, the answer would be no. I would just literally be on a hope and a prayer. And that's not how God intended us to be with our finances, right? right? He expects us to be good stewards of our money. And if we are going around spending spending money that we shouldn't be really at this point in time, then we lose out on God's blessings. Listen, who God trusts with a few, he can trust with plenty. And I really remember thinking to myself, like Shante, you say you want to be this multi-billion dollar business owner and that's great. Yes, and girl. you speak it and you claim it in Jesus name. But what, what, it, what does it look like when you can't handle this paycheck that God's giving you right now? Mm-hmm. Right. How does it look like if I can't, for example, handle $50, why do I think he's going to give me 50 million? I can't handle, if you can't handle 50, you can't handle 50 million. It's not the amount of money. It's how you deal with the money that makes the difference. Exactly. Absolutely. So we, we have to remember those things and, and, and take a page out of Brianna's book. Like you heard, she said, she's getting this course together. She's getting ready to launch it in October. And trust me, I think this is so important for you to even join on to be a part of her of her course because we are going into an uncertain time and right now is is the perfect time for you to understand your finances to get your debt under control and then talk about savings plans and how you're going to prepare for your future god has given you the power and the authority to j- uh, to break sorry generational curses that may be on your life that are connected to your finances like it's time that you put the work in to break those generational curses so that generational wealth will be your legacy so that you can go forth and do the things that God can call you to do. We can't go and share the gospel on a broke budget. Like that's not going to work. When God wants us to expand this gospel around the world, but we can't afford one plane ticket, that's not how it works. So we have to really look at being mature with our finances and thinking about what God has planned for us and what we expect our future to look like 
when we uh when we be become good stewards of our finances. Yeah, and if I could just jump in, I think what I what was frustrating me most because again, I'm not sitting here saying I've always had my finances together. I've always been diligent about paying off my debt, but I haven't always been diligent about understanding what money's coming in and how it's going out and what I'm spending on what. And so I had to sit down and like understand like okay, how are, how how is this spending? Like what what am I doing wrong? Because I feel like when you are spending in advance, right? You're the money's not like it's coming in and it's already spent. You're getting that paycheck and you're like, oh, I gotta give, you know, five hundred dollars to Chase. I gotta give three hundred dollars to this and that. And like when we do that, one, we're not leaving any room to truly enjoy our life fruitfully because we have that like pit in our stomach on payday, like, ooh, this check is already spent. But two, we're not able to be generous. And I found that there were so many times um, where I wanted to like, oh, I knew my friend was having a you know a bad day or whatever, and I wanted to send them flowers. But then I'm like, ooh, I don't have $50 in my budget because I've spent all my paycheck already um, and I don't want to put anything else on credit or whatever. And so I felt like not managing my my funds properly was was really stopping generosity. And so now that I have this system of how to painlessly budget and aggressively saving, I have so many different saving buckets. And now I have a specific savings account. Well, it's really a checkings account, but I call it a savings account for giving to others. And I constantly put money in that each month. So when something comes up, I'm like, oh, I have the funds to allow God to use me to bless somebody. I had a friend who um, was a flight attendant and lost her job because of this pandemic, because of COVID-19. And I was able to bless her with some money that I had put aside um, because God told me to. And so I did that. I have friends right now who are doing this virtual um, learning with their kids. They have small kids and they're just overwhelmed. And I've been able to say, you know, I have money in my budget to buy them dinner, you know, dinner on me. And so I don't say any of that stuff to brag, but I just say like, especially as Christians, right? God has given us um, money to steward, right? Not to hoard, but to steward. And we can't even be generous if our money is so tied up in Sally Mae and debt and in this and that. And so, you know, as you're thinking about that, and I'm sure there's some people that are hearing and they're like, yes, I've been there. I think more than ever, we've seen the uncertainty. And um, there's a um, statistic that only 40% of um, people in the world, I think it's actually US, it's a US statistic, I think, can cover a $1,000 emergency if it were to come up. So that means 60% of people in the US could not cover an emergency expense. Say you you popped your tire or you know something happened and nobody wants to be in that position. And I think especially with, again, the pandemic and everything that has happened, we have seen the uncertainty. And so now more than ever is the time to get your coins together, know what you're saving for. I mean, I know some people are like, I'm sure there's a lot of young people listening to your podcast. So when I say retirement, people are like, what? That's so many years away. But mm-hmm. money for retirement is just not going to pop up out of nowhere, right? Like if you're not saving now, 60-year-old you is going to be trying to figure it out. So in general, just thinking about the long game like we're talking about and thinking about what are the goals and how can I be a good steward of what God has given me now so that I can be a blessing to others, so that I can break generational curses, um, and so that I can be an example of wealth for those that are around me, for my kids, for my you know nieces and nephews, cousins, et cetera. I think this is now more important now than ever. Yes, 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 yes. It is so important now more than ever. So you guys, Brianna is giving you so much 
amazing advice that I want you to definitely take to heart and go back and listen to again and connect with her as well, because this is so important. And her heart is set up that she wants women, especially women of color to succeed. So definitely connect with her and really learn from her. She's here to help you. Now, Brianna, before we go, I really want to talk about your podcast. So can you tell us about the Shine Bright podcast? Yes, absolutely. Um, So the Shine Bright podcast kind of the title of it goes back into what we were talking about, about the um, the quote, um, shining your light brightly. And so this podcast, it's a Christian self-help podcast where, like I said, I talk about everything. I talk about um, navigating mommy issues. I talk about um, how to handle uh, unmet expectations in your life. I just came out of a really tough season before 2020 of um, I moved for a job and I was so excited. Uh, I thought it was my dream job and I moved and I get there. And when I tell you, God was like, uh, well, I was like to God really like, um, was this my plan or your plan? And it was a really rough season. And I talk about, I had to like grieve this unmet expectation of what I thought that season of my life was going to be. Um, and so I talk about so many different things from a Christian perspective. Of course, I talk about finances. I have a, a episode on budgeting and just managing your expenses and things like that. Um, so I talk about many, many different things, but really it's just to encourage women to shine their lights brightly for Christ by unabo- unapologetically being exactly who we called them to be. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, you know, check it out. Um, just another another thing to add to the amazing podcast that you're listening to, because clearly you're listening to this one. So you're listening to good <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Add, add Brianna's podcast add the Shine Bright podcast to your list of podcasts. When can we expect your episodes? What day does the new episodes come out? Great question. I drop an episode every single Wednesday. So, yep. Perfect. 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 Okay. So guys, they you can listen to, to yours on Tuesday and mine on Wednesday. <laughs> See, you got the idea. You got the idea, girl. Set it up on your playlist. So you have some motivation to get you through the week. You have something for Tuesday. Now you've got Shine Bright for Wednesday and you will be filled for the week with great motivation, great um, advice, and great ways for you to continue to shine bright. Brianna, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and such great advice with us. And I want you to tell all the Purpose Chasers where they can connect with you and how they can find more information on your course, Um, maybe join a mailing list for when you launch. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I've listened to this podcast. And so to be invited on as a guest is truly just a blessing. So thank you so much to the Purpose Chasers. You guys can find me at Instagram or on Instagram at Brianna Christel, B-R-I-A-N-N-A, Christel, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E. You can find the podcast on Instagram as well at Shine Bright Podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. As far as signing up for the waiting list for the course, so it is dropping in October of 2020. 
Um, but in the meantime, I have a free personal finance resource. So for anyone that's like, okay, I just want to know where to start. I created this resource that has like all of my favorite books, blogs, apps, people to follow and personal finance pages that I follow on Instagram. And if you click the link in my Instagram bio, you can sign up for that free list, which will give you all of those resources, like over 25 resources. Um, And then you'll be kind of added into the email list and you'll get all the updates from there of when the pod, when the course actually launches. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brianna, for sharing all your information with us. Of course, you guys, as you always know, I will put the link down in the show notes. Brianna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been an amazing episode that I am sure has encouraged and touched so many women and encourage them to definitely shine bright. So thank you again for agreeing to be a part of the podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun being on the other side of the podcast chair. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.